Welcome back, Crush A Lot Podcast. I'm your boy, Cheese. Let's get right into it. You already know Sir Love Day's on assignment, getting ready for some upcoming episodes with DJ Evil D and Smith & Wesson and KRS One all coming down, down the pike for you. We got Kalina from Miami, getting ready to introduce you to some more new underground hip-hop MCs. We got The Cloth and all those coming up now. But I wanted to bring a familiar voice back to the show, someone who's been supporting us since pretty much the beginning. And uh, I always try to bring her back as much as I can. And that's my friend all the way from Kuwait, my friend Farah DJ Bonita. How are hey, you? Hey, hey, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Hey, man. I'm doing good. It's so good to have you back on the show. It's good um, to be back. Talk about hip hop, something that you have a, a big <clears throat> affection and love for. And things have changed since we've last talked, so we'll revisit that a little bit. But I really wanted to talk to you about where are you right now in in relation to hip hop, because I know that is that's a that's a change, a, a little bit of a change for you, yeah. and what you're yeah. trying to do over there. Actually, quite a bit has changed over the past few months. Um, I'm a full time DJ now. I don't have a radio show anymore, um, but that was also my choice. Um, I also wanted to focus on a new project that I launched three months ago called Vinyl Destination, and it's Kuwait's first pop-up record shop. Actually, it's the only source, I would say, for old and new records, hip-hop, rock, jazz, pop, pretty much everything, you know? So I was trying to be the main source for anything vinyl-related in Kuwait, and it happened in October, and I'm just trying to, you know, progressively launch it into what I want it to be, which is a vinyl slash music community for all, anyone music related in Kuwait, basically anyone who sings, anyone who just loves music, anyone who performs, anyone who plays an instrument, you know, just kind of like bring them all together and create a community for musicians and people who, who love music and love listening to vinyl, you know? Like a little revival, basically. Yeah, the vinyl resurgence has been amazing. I mean, it's been it doubled since last year in terms of sales. So definitely a great time to jump back in there. Where where has your love for vinyl come in? Because I know that you're a vinyl collector. I know we actually went vinyl hunting once in Brooklyn, and <laughs> and you walked away with like thirty vinyls. Um, so I'm interested in where did that come from? Where did you love your vinyl come in, and how is the vinyl uh, landscape in Kuwait? Because I, I would imagine that it, it would be a little hard to get maybe some of the stuff you want. So maybe traveling Absolutely. outside might be a little easier. But what? How is that for you? I'm trying to remember what my first record was. I think it was. Um... I think it was something I picked up in Paris. I'm not sure. But uh, I've always loved records. I feel like any form of tangible music, any tangible medium, whether it's a CD or a cassette tape, um, is always important to have. I've had so many experiences with iTunes or any streaming platform where my music would get deleted or whole catalogs would be erased. And I'm just like, how can I control this? You know, And the only way that you can actually control this is by having physical copies of your favorite albums or classic albums and it's something that you can carry on through generations you know technology is quite obsolete so um in the years to come who knows whether these 
streaming platforms will be available to myself or my future children or my grandchildren even but to have a form of music that i can physically pass down and share in a listening experience with the people that i love i think that's more important to me than you know how many albums i can listen to in a minute you know I, and i think the search for vinyl or like finding your favorite record in really good condition or finding something really obscure it's just it, it has a a certain charm to it that you just can't find when you're searching through digital platforms for music you know yeah, it's it's, in, it's such it's a beautiful experience food. streaming yeah. is instant food so you don't really appreciate it you just move on to what the next the next trend is or whatever the new artist is and it's mm-hmm. it is a good place to discover things because there's things out there that I don't with my apple music um subscription that I, I it lets me find things and be curious and, and and not spend money on it really besides my, my mm-hmm. monthly feed but there is something that I 100% agree with you is just I remember growing up and getting my first summer job and spending almost all my money on on collecting cassettes and eventually CDs and I might be mm-hmm. dating myself a little bit which is fine <laughs> um, but the idea that I needed to make sure this purchase was worth it Yes. was important for me and that I, as a young person that $10 for cassette, $12 for cassette, 15-60 for CD. I was like I I'm, I'm limited and I'm a music junkie so I'm like how do I refine like exactly yeah. which one I want. So yeah. I, I would go to Virgin Megastore and Tower Records and uh, HMV back in uh, all this all New York stuff. I don't know exactly <laughs> where it was in, in, in Kuwait. And then just go to every headphones and be like, let me hear this and hear the whole album and be mm-hmm. there for since the beginning. Open that 10. Right? I'll be there all day. That was Saturday. <laughs> my routine is be there and just hunting down. I could buy five albums and which one is going to be. And it, and then going home and, and and having the CD cutter to cut it right, it, it was just yeah. that whole experience yeah. made it so in, intimate, and I think that's what's absolutely, a little lost. absolutely that word exactly intimate. It's an intimate experience between the artist and the listener to for a listener to actively seek out your album and be like, this is one I want to add to my collection. Now we have such a short attention span. So I could be listening to an album on Apple Music and then two minutes in decide, you know what, I don't want to listen to this anymore. But when you have like a record that you've searched for for, you know, months and then you find the copy that you want, the original pressing or whatever, you know, something with like a bonus feature, it, it feels that much more exciting and special to have that record and you want to listen to it and you want to take care of it you want to preserve it and it's a beautiful experience honestly it is i'm glad i got into the vinyl game i did get into it a little later in my life life like a year ago and it's, it's been <laughs> making me broke since then i Absolutely. think i think actually i started dabbling in it when when you came into town about a year a year and a half ago yeah that, that, that was a fun, fun little not this past summer, the summer before yeah. that. That's my we life. went to a turntable lab, I think. Yeah, and that's my go-to yeah. spot. I love and, that place. And, and since then, I, I expanded. One of the things that gets lost in buying physicals and just digital streaming is the appreciation for the the art 
cover art, the thematics that go into creating the overall presentation of a record. Mm-hmm. And um, me and the rest of the crew at the Crush It Out podcast, we talk about how important that is. And we are going to have Danny Hastings on the show sometime in March, one of the most the most prolific hip-hop album cover photographer in the game. Um, and, you know, he did classics like Cuban Link and Big Pun stuff. Um, that art, we feel that has been lost a little bit in the in the translation. I love that I can open up vinyl and get this magnificent presentation. And I guess True. I'll spend more money on the colored vinyls. Um, it's <laughs> yes. more pricey. I do that too. Oh my God. So, Anything that's like limited edition, I'm like, okay, let me have it. I don't care if I'm paying more. But Yeah, it, 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 it's beautiful. And it, I think people should really think about that. Um, I definitely get the money aspect, but streaming is really not bringing in that much money mm. to, to the regular common folk artists, not the super mega stars. Um, hence why Drake released double albums these days. It's not because he has that worthy of a catalog to produce two uh, double CDs. Yes, that's my hot take on it. I look forward to his <laughs> lifetime special in 20 years. Um, but it's because he wants the, the, the streaming numbers. Um well, you can understand the business. You've been had, is what I say. You've been had. Um, so no, and, and and he has the highest streaming numbers. But who's actually going out and buying physical copies of his album? No, then those numbers are low. But when you're releasing 36 songs in an album, of course you're gonna have those numbers. So even then, it's yeah. being manipulated in a way. And just because you drop it on Friday, and to get the weekend numbers, uh, that's <laughs> not old school. Old school is you do what Sean Price did. You drop it on Tuesday. Tuesdays when music come out, <laughs> not Fridays. Let's get that right um, for all those people who don't know. And yes, I have a mini disc version of that Wu Tang album, and I ain't selling it for nothing because I don't know who else has it. That's like my golden. That's my, <laughs> no my holy grail. I should have had the holy it. Grail that's for the holy sure. grail, the mini disc. Uh, explain to me the, the how in Vinyl Destination, which by the way is a fantastic name. Um, Thank you. It, it's what that was, I would imagine that was your brainchild right there. And the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're you're definitely, definitely a creative. So that does that. I was like, yeah, that's a favorite move. Oh, I thought I think it's brilliant. <laughs> I look forward to. Thank the shirt. you. I, I, I'll send you my address. You send a shirt. I'll send you a shirt. You know. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I have some merch that I'd like to send your way for um, sure. When you're thinking about how do you acquire the vinyls? Um, is it pre-bought? Is it just donated how is that process i'm a naive duck in this i'm a buyer i don't know how actually people get these things when you're trying it's to start actually something. one of the most tedious processes as a vinyl lover you you become so like particular about everything that you're buying because you're also a consumer you know and you have to get in the head of a consumer and be like what would this person want you know like i'm a hip-hop head obviously so my first go-to is to get all the classic hip-hop albums and make sure I have all the classic hip-hop albums for all of my consumers but then I realized that my consumers aren't just hip-hop heads you know you have the rock fans you have the the people who want the obscure like Ethiopian jazz and you're just like ah, oh, you know like where am I gonna find all this stuff Discogs has been a huge 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 help in this like I have gone down the rabbit hole of (laughs) Discogs. Like, I need Discogs rehab at this point because I'm buying, like, 30, 40 records at a time from 
well, I have favorite sellers now that I know are going to bring me like quality stuff. And I make sure that everything is in mint condition or like near mint condition. And I ask a lot of questions and I make sure that the covers are looking nice. And I do my own research about the artists that I'm bringing in. Like, you know, it's, it, it, it's been a lot of fun. There, there are some artists that I've discovered on my own through this path of acquiring vinyl records for people to buy. I mean, there's no other place besides one antique store that sells like, you know, just old Arabic records and they're super overpriced. So it was a matter of finding the best records from all different genres, make sure they're reasonably priced, make sure they're in great condition and, you know, making sure that they're financially accessible, you know, like to anyone who wants to buy a record or start a collection that they're not paying an arm and a leg for one record and like el- the way and, I- and eliminating the import cost yeah yeah no i have all of that like included like i've learned so much in the past few months i'm like wow i didn't know that i was a financial analyst in the making <laughs> it's actually been pretty cool though like i've i've learned so much about myself i've learned a lot a lot about other people like we've built a small community of vinyl heads in kuwait and um, they keep asking me like, oh, when's the next final destination? Like, oh, can you bring some Dean Martin? Can you bring this? Can you bring that? And, you know, it's like, it's cool to become the source. So I think Vinyl Destination became a more fitting name after after I had launched it and seen how people interacted with I may the have brand. A, I may have a bin of vinyls to donate to you. Um, I, I, I got, um, yeah, through, through some unfortunate circumstances, of people not being on the on the earth anymore, I inherited Ooh. a bunch of uh, old, super old Latin um, albums, like super. Oh, rare. that sounds amazing! And, and uh, I'm sitting there like, what am I gonna do with it? But I'm talking about close to over 200 um, original pressing <laughs> stuff from like 1950s, 60s, 70s. No way! Yep, just, I will just, send you my address. I'm just in a crate, and I'm like. As much as I want to keep these, I think they, there's several homes that I think that they could go to where they could be. I will happily send you my address, um, Chief. Oh, yeah. I think I still have it. I have to send it to the shipping, to the right shipping people to send it to you. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll get that uh, out to you. Um, I'm going to sort it out. And I will talk offline. I'll give you a list and like, tell me mm-hmm. what you want. And we'll we'll so. work on it. Cause I'm sure Mark Anthony is popular out there. Um, so we'll totally. get, that. <laughs> get that going. How's the landscape um, in hip hop? I saw recently on your Instagram, you can find uh, Farah there, DJ Bonita, uh, over on Instagram where she's pretty much exclusively there. Um, I saw that you there was a recent festival uh, there that you were there meeting some of your some of your heroes. I saw a nice oh, picture man. up there. Uh, oh, man. What was the name of the, the, the conference, the show? How was that for you? Because you seem like on sky high, man. Man, that was like an experience I relive almost every day since it happened. I went to Seoul DXB. It's a yearly convention that happens in Dubai, where uh, it's basically a place for sneakerheads and all of the hype beasts to like get together. There's a bunch of local local brands that create like really really cool clothing. There's some uh, retailers of you know, like Yeezys and Supreme and blah, 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 and all that stuff. And people selling secondhand stuff too. But there are also large name brands, like big name brands, Adidas, Nike, Puma. Um, Dior was there this year. 
uh, Reebok. Uh, yeah, so they, they create like huge stores and it's in this giant parking lot. So it, they basically turn it into this like festival, you know, more or less for people who love fashion and love music. So each of these big brand stores like Adidas or Nike will have um, special guest performers, uh, DJs, uh, either local or international. And then they have talks happening throughout the day. They have a radio station where Stretch and Bobito now, I think Stretch and Bobito have been there for a few years now. Um, and then they'll have workshops or talks where they have, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, either artists or creatives. Um, I forgot his name. Kenneth, Kenneth something from uh, Pierre Moss for Reebok was there. I forgot his name. Yeah, I'm. I mean, <laughs> I'm not old. I might be misinformed, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was cool. So um, I initially went there because I heard Nas was going to be there, and I was like, okay, we have to go see Nas. We have to go see Nas. And I went with my best friend, and he said, I don't think Nas is coming. And I'm like, no, Nas is going to be there. Nas is going to be there. So it turns out that Nas had a little talk with Bobito Garcia. And I was like, we have to go to this talk. He's like, I really don't think Nas is coming. <laughs> and the minute Nas walks in, we literally like <laughs> lose our minds. <laughs> I was shaking. I'm like, oh my God, Nas is literally sitting three meters away from me. Like, how, who am I? <laughs> you know? <laughs> So um, I've been following Bobito. Obviously, I, I almost stalk Bobito um, on social media platforms and in real life, like whenever he's performing uh, yeah, at we the saw Brooklyn. Him. Yeah, we saw him at the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival. And um, he has a crush a lot shirt. No way. Oh, that's right. You gave him a crush a lot yeah, shirt. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. So um, he goes. Does anybody have any questions? And I raise my hand and then Bobito goes. Oh, Bonita, is that you? And I'm like, first of all, <laughs> here's Bobito Garcia, like actually knowing who the hell I am, number one. And then he goes, do you have a question? And I'm like, oh my God, he chose me to ask Nas a question. And like, I have a million and one questions I want to ask Nas because it's yeah. Nas for crying yeah. out loud. Like this is like my top five MC ever since like I was a little kid. So... I stand up and the first question that comes to my head is what's your Nas favorite song? I was like, you know, we all have our favorite Nas songs and like whatever, but what's what would you consider your favorite Nas track? And then Nas goes, well, you know, that changes every day. <laughs> and like, I'm in such a haze that I don't even know what his answer was. <laughs> He said like a bunch of things and my best friend was right next to me, like recording the whole thing. Like he said this, da, 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 da. and I'm just like, what just happened? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> it was amazing. You missed the moment and, when in the moment. Oh man, exactly, exactly. And like, I don't really understand when people say that happens, but when it happens to you, you're just like, what did I just experience? Like after the talk, I was shaking and I'm like, I just spoke to Nas. Like, I just spoke to Nas. Like, who, what, <laughs> what is life even? So we ended up seeing Nas in concert the day after. And it was honestly one of the best performances I have ever seen. Like, truly theatrical, like fun, interactive. Like, 
he was with uh, DJ Green Lantern. Yep. And they just had this incredible dynamic. It was it was perfect. It was perfect. That was such a fun weekend, man. I wouldn't. There's something about I the international international hip hop listeners that artists that I've that I've talked to now that I've reached a certain level. I'm able to interact with artists, which is totally weird, totally weird. But I, <laughs> what I realize is that they have such a different appreciation for international fans especially from Eastern mm -hmm. Europe and from the Middle East it's like the, the feedback they're getting back from that fan base is different from the states the crowds are different the appreciation mm -hmm. is different and you can have someone like Jeru the Damager who's important to us in our legacy um, but is a blip in, in the radar right now in the States but if you would go to Germany where he lives mm -hmm. he's a he's a superstar yeah. and it's an interesting thing with international hip hop and where it travels and what stage they're in it's it's fascinating mm -hmm. that's why I always like talking to you because it's it's always different and it's like I want to go to Kuwait <clears throat> where people I get mean... it more <laughs> I mean, they get it, but there's not really a scene, if that makes sense. It's yeah. not like you can go to, like, a bar or whatever and hear a DJ or, like, you know, there's concerts happening. There's not really much happening. Like, the events are very few and far between, which is part of why Vinyl Destination was such a big deal to me, is that, like, I wanted to, to have a place. Hopefully soon I can have a permanent place address, where a permanent you know, address yeah, yeah permanent address exactly where people can come and like really feel at home with music and you know like have like listening sessions and album release events and stuff like that we can't call them parties otherwise it's like a, <laughs> sounds, a, like a sounds like a permit <laughs> issue um, exactly <laughs> that's an you're cultivating a community and trying to find like-minded people to build this community i think it's it's pretty amazing and I think we take it granted Thank for you. here. That's the same thing we're trying to do here in the podcast. I mean, and you're a big part of that. Oh, you guys are doing an amazing and job. Are you shout kidding? Shout out to Julie as well, formerly from Dash, the people who were who understood early on in the lifespan of the Press Lab podcast when we were just nothing and didn't have an audience. Um, people took a chance with us, you being a big one, and just given an opportunity to just talk hip-hop. Because that's what we do. We just talk hip-hop. Mm -hmm. I mean... I don't yeah. have a script. And I just we just talk. I mean, and not only that, like where where in the world can you find or or for me, it's like where where can I find people or where can I find a place where I'm allowed to just express how I feel about, you know, so and so's work or like just my fandom or what we're trying to do, you know, like or how we feel about hip hop. It doesn't have to have an actual context. Um but just having that between friends sometimes is it, it just doesn't feel like we're doing enough for the culture like to actually do something that shapeshifts the way people understand music i think that's more important to me and that's more of the goal that i would like to reach or what i'm trying to achieve in my social circles as opposed to you know just having some friends to kick back and just talk hip-hop that's it's it doesn't fulfill me in the way that being the person who makes a change does. Yeah, I, you know? I would agree with that. Um, and I think that's why you're going to be successful and why you have been successful. Thank and you. I, and I think that, you know, we wish you always the best. You know that we're going to have you on multiple times. 
uh, I can't all wait. Of this. Um, Crush a lot podcast. If you're checking out the show for the first time, we definitely appreciate your time. Um, if you're new to the show, um, you know, support. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, support, <laughs> share, like, tweet, you know, all that good stuff. If you're returning, you know how we've been doing it. You know, it's been a killer one year for us, and we appreciate everyone who takes their time to listen. Uh, we, we don't pretend to know everything. We just know what we know, and we continue to learn. This is why we have people like Farah on the show, where we can have a fuller experience. And really, for we could pull this division in hip-hop away and just talk about this wonderful community we're trying to, to have and get back to what hip-hop was and is. Mm-hmm. You may have to look for it, though, and that's okay. But when you find it, just like a good record, um, you're going to treasure and hold on to it. So um, if you're in Kuwait and uh, you need a... There she is. Hi! <laughs> and you need uh, some good vinyls, uh, check out Vinyl Destination. Hopefully there's an address, but, you know, follow Farah, DJ soon, Bonita, soon. and she'll soon, you soon. look for the pop-ups there. Shout out to Big Haas. We appreciate you as well. We'll get you back on the show. Yeah, Haas, Haas that. for sure has been like a huge, huge supporter of the hip-hop community and is really doing yeah. his thing. And, and you can find you him know. on iTunes too, um, doing his thing in a car with MCs. Um, <laughs> there's no, I'll put the link to that as well. Uh, you have to check out. out his latest his latest episode of Buckle Up with uh, Tack, who was actually at Soul DXB doing some freestyles. That guy is insane, like really, really good, like probably one of the best freestylers that were there that day. So yeah. um, definitely check that new episode out. And we're gonna re- and we're gonna have, like we said to the audience in 2019, we're gonna have a more international flair. Hip hop is worldwide, so we're, 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 we have some things coming down. We got Snow Goons coming up. International from Germany. We got a couple of other um, international folks. We're keeping wrapped up cause mostly because I'm waiting for confirmation dates. Soft confirmations. Don't want to put anything out there too early because then I don't want to be a liar. Uh, but thank you for checking out the show. All that good stuff. Crush a lot podcast. We out. Peace.